Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Michael Parker about becoming a positive influence leader. Michael Parker, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you so much, Jonathan. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, it's a real pleasure to have you. I'm excited to have the chance to explore the topic of your new book with you. Um, Today, we're going to be talking specifically about becoming a positive influence leader. And that's something you have a lot of experience, um, both professionally, but also as a thought leader and in your work in trying to help organizations be more successful and help leaders to develop. As we get started, I just wanted to share Michael's bio with everybody. Michael Parker is a senior executive with over 26 years of experience and success in financial services. His areas of expertise include strategic growth, business development, relationship management, marketing, and public relations. Michael is a division and managing director of private wealth management with Rockefeller and Company, responsible for leading the Northeast division. Prior to joining Rockefeller, Michael led the RBC Wealth Management U.S. group efforts. He was responsible for the overall field strategy across the country. Previously, Michael served as the Executive Vice President and Chief Development Officer with Hightower Advisors. In this role, he was responsible for driving organic and inorganic revenue growth for the organization, successfully leading the firm to a top five ranking within the industry in new business development results for six consecutive years industry-leading performance in organic growth, and and listings in the Inc. Magazine 5000 as the fastest-growing company for five consecutive years. Prior to Hightower Advisors, Michael was tenured with Citigroup, Smith Barney Holding, uh, the positions of financial advisor and senior vice president of wealth management. Michael and his father, Glenn Parker, co-authored a book titled Positive Influence, The Leader Who Helps People Become Their Best Self. Michael has been a featured writer for wealthmanagement.com. In 2015, Michael created and authored Blueprint for Growth, an industry award-winning practice management program recognized by wealthmanagement.com. Michael earned a BA in economics from Ryder University and an MBA from Sarier School of Business. Um, Again, Michael, what an amazing background, wealth of knowledge and experience. I'm super excited to have the chance to explore your book with you today and get some of your insights uh, as we try to figure out how we can lead a little bit better. Um, Before we launch into the discussion, is there anything else you would like to share by way of personal background, context, or or why you're you're involved in this space? No, first of all, Jonathan, thank you for the introduction. Uh, I found it to be very flattering. So, um, uh, fortunately, there's Nothing I can add to that. That was, that was outstanding. Other than, uh, as I was listening to you uh, work through my uh, 
bio and history was uh, actually co-authoring a book with my father, which is the most recent thing that I've done. Um, 82 year old father, I thought I knew everything about him and I learned a heck of a lot more in a three and a half year period working in the trenches with him. So perhaps a story for another time, but uh, um, by far the most rewarding experience. Excellent, excellent. Well, so tell me a little bit more then about why you got into this space um, with leadership and given your background in financial services, uh, you, you clearly have a wealth of experience and, and within that field, you, you've had administrative and executive roles, um, but why leadership? Why is this something that, that resonates so much with you? Well, I think, um, and if this, this topic in particular on what it means to be a positive influence leader um, after 26 years, uh, um, had an opportunity as I was working with my father on this project to think through people who've really had an impact, um, positive impact on my life, both professionally and personally. I you know, viewed this as an opportunity to share not only our own story, but really the story um, of stories of many others, um, both people that we know and have networked with, but also people we don't know that are uh, more famous and what we found was and became fascinated by was this common thread uh, among people who have found great success that none of them did it alone. Uh, they could point to a person uh, or multiple people that really uh, made all the difference in their life. And we couldn't find examples of really anyone who said, you know, uh, I did it completely on my own and I, I, I didn't have anyone really help me along the way. Uh, so I, th we found just a common thread uh, my father and I did just on this, you know, the fascination of people's stories uh, and, and um, the opportunity that they've had to be successful uh, through the influence of others. And now the opportunity, as I do, as I now do, to uh, pay it forward to, to others. And so that's our story. Yeah, that's great. So, so what do you mean? I, obviously, you just referred to the importance basically of having mentors, having kind of your personal advisory board that you develop over time to give you guidance in your career. Um, and I, I agree. I, I think that's just so important. And I don't think anyone has success in their career or in life without the help of other people. Um, whether or not they recognize it or not, you know, sometimes that's a different story. Sometimes people aren't quite humble enough to admit, you know, that, that uh, others helped to really contribute to where they're at. But, uh, but the great leaders have that humility and they recognize um, the importance of what others have contributed. And as you just mentioned, they then look for ways to pay it forward uh, and help others and, and mentor and coach others along the way also. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about what you specifically mean by being a positive influence leader. What, what does that mean? What does that look like? Yeah. Um, well, I think when we set out uh, to write the book initially, we had a point of view going into it, uh, that we, I think proved later on, um, was much bigger than we thought. So let me just share just a story with my own personal story first. Um, when I was thinking about my, my first boss of any real substance, his name is Mike. Um, he was a, a superstar um, leader in the field um, and the industry in which I worked. And I, I admired really everything about him. He just had remarkable experience. He knew how to be firm on issues uh, without being firm on people. And he had just this unique ability to influence behavior by establishing trust 
in a relationship um, by showing that he cared, especially when it really, really mattered. And so from my perspective, what he became was a, what we call a teacher influence. And I, I, I think sort of just going into this, I just sort of assumed that most leaders of positive, with positive influence and others would be similar to that experience. A teacher influence is someone who uh, would teach me how to do the things that I'm supposed to be doing the right way. And at that time, for me personally, I had so little experience. And it was a story that just really changed my, my career was uh, he, we were both athletes and we used to compete with one another um, playing basketball. And it was after a basketball game. Um, uh, I had shared with him that I was interested in moving on um, to another opportunity, professional opportunity away from him. Uh, and while he wasn't oppositional um, to my ambition at all, uh, at that time, he didn't think I was ready. And so he turned to me and he said in this very composed but, but fierce manner, uh, he was this big guy too. And he said, you know what I noticed about you? You never seem, you never seem to really finish the job all the way through. You're always looking for the exit door before you can actually measure your real contribution. And then he asked sort of rhetorically, why is that? And I had never had anybody be so honest with me and direct with me about how they really saw me. And I needed that truth at that time. So it hurt, but it was, maybe the most impactful thing that, it, that, that had ever happened to me and it set the course. And so part of the reason, that's part of the reason why we wrote the book. My father tells his own story about, um, um, you know, uh, uh, individual that, that really changed his um, professional life from a very early stage. And then just as we're studying this, you know, just recent examples of, of you know, some of the research that we've done, Jonathan, where Dr. Fauci, I was reading a story about Dr. Fauci no exception to this concept. He pointed, there's an article about how he points to a gentleman by the name of Dr. Sheldon Wolf as the single most important person uh, in his career. He was the collaborator on his breakthrough research, became the best man at his wedding, uh, and Fauci called him a role model, which is another type of leader uh, that we write about in our book, and I just, just touched on too, um, teacher and role model. He said, uh, Wolf was my professional father, my mentor, my closest friend. And every time I read that quote, frankly, I get the chills because we thought, you know, there's a great story to tell here. So let's go see what we can find out. A longer you know, winded way of answering your question is we discovered um, through our research and the research, Jonathan, you should know, was a series of interviews. Um, we probably ultimately identified 50 key interviews that we did with executives and and parents and teachers and professors and coaches. Um, and we asked, asked them a very simple set of questions about who are the people that really have impacted your life in a positive manner that were instrumental in your success. And through those conversations and, and discovery, we found that there were four types of positive influence leaders. One is um, supportive. Uh, a supportive leader is someone who's just, someone who's there for you, someone that believes in you someone who's got your back um, and they get you to believe that you can do what you set out to do. And there are many stories um, that we write about in the book about people just like us. Um, there was a woman, Jennifer, she's a senior curator at the Smithsonian Museum of American History, who said it was her mother that nudged her, pushed her and got her to believe in herself and do the things she never dreamed of doing. And her mother said to her, don't anyone let don't let anyone stop you from doing something you've never done before. She said she still thinks about that today. So that's a, that is a type of leader that we write about. I mentioned teacher, um, and I had that experience personally with um, my former boss, 
Mike, but there are many others. Um, Leslie is a, a public school teacher that we spoke to, and she told us about a professor uh, who was so passionate about teaching that he inspired her to be great. And it wasn't just the practical teaching skills, but it was his, as she said, his energy and charisma that made me want to be a teacher. Uh, so that's the, that was the second type. Um, and then a motivating. A motivating leader um, is someone that inspires you, pushes you, they maybe even pull you to take action to find your purpose, your true north, or what we would call your sweet spot, that, that part of you that is central to who you are. And they often see something in you that you may not have seen yourself. And there's a number of examples um, there as well. And the last one, which I mentioned, I gave you an example with, with Fauci, but the role model uh, is a power, for example, um, from which you can learn how to be successful. You may choose to closely emulate a person, although you may also want to benefit by extracting certain traits and integrating them with your unique style. So we all know, we're all familiar with Michael Jordan. So what we discovered with Jordan was that he influenced an entire generation of basketball players. And many of them, such as Kobe Bryant, uh, who recently passed away, point to Michael Jordan or pointed to Michael Jordan as their role model. In fact, Kobe Bryant said specifically that he wouldn't have become the player that he became without the influence of Michael Jordan. And that influence started as a child long before they met and they became close later in life. But he, his entire childhood attempted to emulate everything that Jordan was as a player. So the most yeah. effective model is very aware. So that's, um, I'll just sort of pause there. That was the sort of the basis for writing the book. That was the creative process for the book. And that uh, what we discovered are the four different types of um, positive influence leaders. Well, that's wonderful. And I love that typology um, in each of those different categories. As you were describing it, I can see, um, it, you know, I can think of examples of each of those types of influence leaders in my life to help, you know, drive the successes I've experienced. And like you said, you know, I, there, there are much more uh, successful people than I am, but to, to the extent I've had success in my life, I definitely can see where that's come from. Um, and there's been a good amount of hard work on my own, but I've leveraged relationships and networks and had so many influencers that have helped to shape my thinking and helped to get me to where I'm at. And I'm so grateful yeah. for that. And as you were describing the, the Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan example, um, that's one that really struck me as I was watching the, the recent, um, I forget the name of the, the the documentary, but as I was watching that documentary, the last dance, the last dance, I I wasn't aware of of that kind of friendship between the two of them. Um, I knew that they were rivals, so I remember watching them play together against each other, and it was always you know heated, um, and I just had no idea. And it was it was awesome. It was so touching to see that kind of connection between like two generations of great players right and and the fact that that kobe was able yeah. he was humble enough to acknowledge i mean uh, to be honest when i think about kobe bryant th the first word that comes to mind wasn't always like humility um he's he's a he's a confident guy right and and he has swagger and and hearing him talk about michael jordan though you know that the you know that kind of outer persona kind of fell off a little bit and you saw how really impactful that was in his life. I, that's incredibly powerful. It's a good example to all of us. We're influencing people we probably don't even realize 
Um, and, and then of course we benefit from the, the mentoring, the coaching, the, the support, the, the, the guidance of so many around us as well. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership, Ordinary Everyday Actions That Produce Extraordinary Results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. I'm excited to share my insights with you. If I, if I could just add, just to put a fine point on that, um, one of the, I said to you, you know, one of the most important um, experiences in my professional and personal life is writing, the, writing this book with my uh, now 82-year-old father, who, as I said, I thought I knew and knew well. Um, the, the other part that was really fun and um, uh, part of the creative process, I guess, we had already written the book by the time the last uh, dance that you just referenced. And obviously you remember, Jonathan, the same thing I remember, which was when Kobe was interviewed. Um, he said that just what I said, which was, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for him. He then, uh, Kobe went on to influence an entire generation of players that are playing today. And in large part, they grew up in, in Southern California because Kobe was playing for the Lakers. But when I, when, when we were in the creative process and we would see things like that, like a Kobe Bryant being interviewed, or I'd see an article about Jack Nicholson and, and um, um, uh, Robert De Niro and um, Dustin Hoffman all pointing to Marlon Brando as the single most significant influence in life. We, we, my father and I would just call each other and say, hey, I just saw this. I just read this. I just spoke to someone. Or I, I saw this uh, um, clip or it was a Hall of Fame speech. And every, the examples, once you start writing about this topic and doing research on this topic, you realize how powerful it actually is. And now as a parent, I think about um, every day, I think about how I want to be viewed by my daughter. What is it that I want her to see me? How do I want her to see me? Um, become much more aware and cognizant of how I sh we show up every day um, as we now, many of us have the ability um, to influence those around us, whether we're aware of it or not. So, I mean, we would have a lot of fun on this topic, I'm sure. Yeah, that's great. Um, so let's flip the script just a little bit. Um, the flip side of the coin, you have so you have positive influence leaders, but you can have negative influence leaders too. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so this is a good example of um, 
something we didn't anticipate. So we had this, this you know, we had this thesis going in that we were probably going to find one singular style, um, and we were. Uh, I was kept an open mind, pleasant, pleasant to. Um, it was pleasant to learn that there were multiple styles of uh, positive influence leadership. But what we certainly didn't anticipate was that uh, there are negative influences as well, and most of us have come across negative people in our lives and you know how do we think about how do we cope with negativity um, that we encounter and I, I remember the first interview that i had was with an individual who's a uh, runs an executive search firm and he said it's the first i think it was one of the early interviews i remember calling my father and say have you gotten any of these yet and he said yeah i have as a matter of fact right so we, we started talking about that we really wanted to exploit this um, when it came up because we wanted to know how do people cope with it? Um, what, what type of influence does it have? Is it positive or do they turn it into a positive or is it weigh on them? So, you know, look, some people are lucky early on. Um, they are, they were told they can do it and, and they believed when they first tried to, you know, ride a two wheel bike, they, they, they tried out for the school field hockey team or auditioned for a school orchestra or a team. Um, people believe them. And unfortunately we, we do encounter people who say things like uh, that's not a, you know, quote, that's not a good career for a woman. Or what are you going to do with, with a degree in art? Uh, or I'm just trying to be realistic and it's a long shot. So this, this gentleman uh, is fascinating. He said the single most um, significant positive influence in my life was my mother, who taught me don't judge people until you've walked in their shoes. Uh, everyone has something to offer that's positive. So that's what he learned from his mother and he, he, he keeps that with him today. He said, unfortunately, the single biggest negative influence in my life was my father. And my father told me all the reasons why I wasn't going to make him be successful. And that's the household I grew up in. Uh, and I, I used my father's negative influence as a motivator for me. It became a positive motivator. I tried to, like my whole, you know, my entire life, I, I thought about turning that negative influence into a, into a positive by using it as motivation to say, I'll show you uh, someday. And he did. So uh, there's an example. Um, Jerry, he was the uh, African-American man we interviewed, told us about a meeting with his high school uh, guidance counselor who gave him the, quote, uh, are you serious uh, look when he told her he wanted to go to college and have a double major in engineering and economics. And Jerry, you know, he took it as a challenge and said, I'll prove her wrong. And he did. And he went on to have a very long and successful career with GE as an engineer. Um, and, and led to uh, various leadership positions. Company, but of course we looked at famous examples and, and um, evolutionary scientists. Read Charles Darwin, uh, more famous one, was considered by both his family and his teachers to be an utter failure. He, he even was asked uh, to leave one of his school dogs and rat, rat catching and you're just a disgrace to all of us. Um, but later at Cambridge, he found his true north in a, in a course on natural history and with the positive influence of, of uh, John Stevens Henslow, a botanist, his life and our knowledge of evolution changed forever. But he, he took that as a motivator. He said, I'm gonna show them that I'm not any of the things that, um, that they say. And so uh, those are some of the stories. And then there was, what we found were there were coping strategies. Uh, one I just pointed out, right? Take it on as a challenge. How do you cope with negative influence? Take it on as a challenge. Two, take responsibility for the situation. 
you got to own it. Three, persevere in the face of adversity. And I gave some examples of that as well. Uh, adopt a, uh, a calm and reasoned approach. And then use the negativity as a learning experience. Uh, so the folks that we, that we interviewed that had a negative influence, the common thread was they used it um, as a challenge, as a motivator. They owned it. They persevered. And they became very successful in spite of it. But they didn't just let it linger. They, they took it on. So we spent a lot of time on this topic, as you can tell. Yeah, I, well, I love that. And it, it, it speaks to the different types of motivations that people have, doesn't it? Um, you know, pe people are complex and we all come from different walks of life and different backgrounds. And it, it's interesting to see um, people who are able, able to transcend negativity, like you're describing, um, and really turn it into something really, uh, a great learning opportunity and, and something really positive. Uh, so I love the way you're framing that and, and that we can take over, you know, we can take responsibility for ourselves even amidst um, difficult circumstances, right? Um, now, I, I acknowledge I'm saying that as I sit here as a, as a white straight guy, you know, that I have a lot of privilege. Um, so perhaps it's easier for me to say that than for others who come from more disadvantaged kinds of backgrounds. But what you're just describing, the, the, the stories that you're describing are illustrative of this point that, you know, even when someone comes from a, a very disadvantaged uh, background, that their, their resilience and their, their ability to um, deal with that, those circumstances can actually propel them into successes um, depending on their mindset, right? Um, so, so I think that's really great. I'm curious as we get close to wrapping up, if we can, perhaps we can end with talking about now, how can we pay it forward? So if I know as an individual, you know, I've benefited from a lot of other people around me, um, what, what can I do or anyone listening, what can they do to try to pay it forward and help influence the, that next generation? Like you said, Kobe then took the mentorship from, from Michael Jordan and was then able to, uh, really inspire a whole new generation. How can we do that as leaders today? Yeah, I, I, you actually just said it. Uh, I think, look, I'm, I mean, it's a little self-serving, but naturally I'm just say read the book because I think when, once you recognize, um, I gave my example with my daughter, I, I think the way to pay it forward is, uh, first of all, I start by thanking the people that had a positive influence, but now I take on the, uh, the people that work with me, um, my daughter, um, but it can be your contemporaries as well, uh, to think about the responsibility and the, the um, magnitude of the influence that you can have by taking an interest in people um, that you think have something, really have something special to offer. I think about that every day, people that work for me, um, my, my, my daughter, friends, uh, nieces, nephews, people that I come into regular contact with. I'm conscious of uh, how I want to show up for them. One of the things we talk about, um, I, I gave you four different types of leaders. Um, there is such a thing as a transformational leader. Um, and that's sort of the capstone of the four different styles, which is the transformational leader is the one that can adapt their style to the audience. Um, and those that know how to be supportive when it's appropriate to be supportive, to be a role model when it's appropriate to be a role model, uh, motivating and to be a teacher when appropriate. So 
um, I think just very carefully about who we're coming into contact every, uh, with every day, who really matters, um, that we can have an influence on. And it's just one thing, being much more aware of how we're showing up with those individuals. How do we want to be viewed? How do we want to be remembered by them? Um, because we, we not only care about them, but the potential impact they can have in their own lives on others is, I think, the optimal way to pay it forward. Yeah, I, well, I agree. I, I think it, it takes a little bit of thoughtfulness and mindfulness. And just if, if we can foster that humility within ourselves to, to have that appreciation towards those who have, who have helped us in our lives, I think a natural byproduct of that is then that you're going to want to give back and you're going to want to take those opportunities as they arrive and even be proactive about um, finding opportunities to help others around you. Um, well, Michael, a powerful book, great content and concepts. I really appreciate you fleshing that out um, for all of us today. And I really do encourage listeners to, to check out Michael and check out his book. Before we part today, though, I did want to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, where they can find your book, uh, anything else that you would like to share as the last word on the topic. Yeah, first of all, thank you very much again for the opportunity. I'm, I'm flattered by it and humbled by it. Um, look, we're very passionate, obviously, about the work. It took us three and a half years um, to get to this get to this place. Um, so um, we encourage uh, anyone in the audience and, and anyone who's fascinated and interested in the topic to obviously to purchase our book, which you can be. It's called po the it's called Positive Influence: The Leader Who Helps People Become Their Best Self. And that can be found on Amazon. Uh, but probably the best way to connect with us, though, is at our, is at our website, which is thepositiveinfluenceleader.com. So this is what we've recommended to others. I, I think you, your comment there, Jonathan, about paying it forward, I mean, the, the rewards are amazing. One of the questions we asked a number of people early on in our interviews is, uh, you know, who have you influenced? It was the hardest question to answer. But it's also the most rewarding thing to hear that you've really made an impact on someone. So here, here's what we suggest. Of course, read the book and then answer the question in each of the chapters. Uh, each of the, ch end of the chapters give you um, uh, uh, ability to reflect on the chapter. Read one chapter, discuss it at your weekly staff meetings if you're in business. Uh, then there's a self-assessment survey uh, at the end of the book to identify your styles or your biases and your styles among the four. Use the 360 version with colleagues. Uh, and design professional development for leaders, uh, develop a program from it. Use the survey and the activities uh, in your team building. So it's thepositiveinfluenceleader.com. The book is Positive Influence, the leader who helps people become their best self, and that can be found on Amazon. So Jonathan, thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you, Michael. Uh, and again, uh, I hope my listeners will reach out, get connected, check out the book. Um, and I really appreciate the conversation today. As always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, 
leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.